when we're looking for those meaningful, genuine connections, we should be open to different kinds of dynamics. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. You know, one of the things that I love about my life is that I intentionally seek to connect with people who are different from me. And that's not only true in my role as a podcast host, which I get to connect with all sorts of amazing people in this format, but it's also how I'm choosing to approach everyday life. You know, about 12 years ago when I had my whole burnout meltdown episode, I started to question some of the deep assumptions that I had about life in general. And one of the things that I realized that I had picked up from my home of origin, aka my parents, who did an incredible job raising me, but one of the things that I kind of picked up along the way was that talking to strangers was a bad thing. And so we would go out in public and my dad would avoid talking to strangers. And I kind of picked up on like they were against me somehow or like they didn't have my best interest in mind or people might do something to me. Now, of course, for little kids, this is a good idea. Don't take candy from the strangers' kids. Okay, right? Or don't take candy from strangers and don't take candy from strangers' kids. Yeah, either one. But as an adult, I had kept that mindset. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Why am I thinking that as a six foot five, 210 pound grown man, why am I thinking this? I mean, most people are probably afraid of me, especially with my unintentional, intense look that is on my face 99% of the time, right? Okay, so what I started doing was I started talking to strangers, and a whole new world opened up to me. You know what I learned? People are awesome. And they all have unique stories, a unique way of looking at the world. And it's a privilege to ask them questions about their life. And so today is one of those opportunities with my guest, Celine Chinoy. A year or so ago, she interviewed me for the Dreamcatcher podcast. And I thought it'd be great for you to get to know her as well. So she's the author of Beauty Redefined, How to Feel Authentically Beautiful in Today's World. She's a blogger and, of course, a podcast host. Now, she grew up in Dubai and moved to the United States when she was 17 years old. Then she ended up moving back and worked in Dubai for 10 plus years. And what we do in this conversation is we talk about the challenge of making meaningful friendships when moving between cultures, something that I have experienced myself. And then we talked about making meaningful friendships in the middle of a pandemic. All right, let's jump into this conversation as you and I get to know Celine together. Well, Celine, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Of course, David. Thank you so much for having me on your show. All right, so I know that you have moved between the United States and Dubai at least once or twice, I think. Um, and I've been to Dubai 
a couple times. And wow, what an amazing place. Um, I can't imagine because when I moved from Kentucky to California, I was 16. And I got made fun of for the clothes that I wore and my accent. You know, I had a southern accent. Southern drawl, yeah. Oh, and so I like the accent actually, but <laughs> well, maybe I'll, you know, magically have it come back. Um, <laughs> how did you go about building, you know, friendships and meaningful relationships in those moves? Yeah, David, it it was really tricky and it still is. I mean, I moved around a lot, as you pointed out. Um, I grew up in Dubai and I lived um, in the United States for a few years. Uh, of course, I'm here now. I'm in, out in Los Angeles. But I also lived in Sweden for a bit. I don't know if you know this. I lived in Sweden for um, for about half a year. And um, it's been interesting. I mean, Dubai is my hometown. So I already have an established base there. Um, I, have a, I have a community of friends that I met socially. I have friends from school. I have my family, of course, family friends. Um, and in the U.S., all the friends that I made were in the schools that I went to, the colleges that I went to. Mm -hmm. And I also made some friends uh, in the workshops and the seminars that I attended. Um, and I think that's normal. A lot of people tend to get close to those who are in close proximity to them. I mean, it's just easier, right? And uh, there is a term for this in, in psychology, and it's called the exposure effect. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it's also called the familiarity principle. Mm -hmm. People tend to prefer things and people who who they see more often, who they who they're familiar with, and they tend to associate more positive qualities with them. Hmm. Um, but that doesn't always mean that they're a good fit, that they're actually compatible with them. It's just that it's just more convenient, right. you know. And I realized that this was happening to me when I found it increasingly harder to relate to people around me. Um, as I got more involved in my interests in personal development um, and really developing my career as a content creator, as a journalist, I really felt the need to really reach out to people who share my values, who, um, who can inspire me, who can really teach me something new. So I started joining online groups. Um, I went to workshops. Um, I went for meetup events and I started like seeking like-minded people. Um, but that's not to say that we shouldn't associate people with whom we have um, a, co a common interest or who don't seem like a perfect fit. I think that you have a different dynamic with every person that you meet. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a couple of girlfriends who I love to go out with. I love to have, uh, well, I don't drink. So I go out for coffee um, and, you know, we just people watch, we have a good laugh and it doesn't matter whether or not I have an intellectual conversation with them or, you know, deep philosophical conversations. Um, it's just, I just have a good time. So I think that when we're looking for those meaningful, genuine connections we should be open to different kinds of dynamics. Mm. Um, and that's what I've learned over the years. Mm -hmm. Take me back. Like how old were you when you moved to the United States? Did you come here for school? And like, what was I that did. first like? I, yeah. I, so did I you was have a Southern Dubai accent or. <laughs> so I was 17. Um, but just to, 
just to give it a bit of context, like I am extremely familiar with the United States, like because we travel, my family and I, we travel there very, very often when I was growing up because my dad had some business associates in San Francisco. So we would go there like almost every year. Um, and so I, I knew the American culture. It was mm-hmm. nothing new. It was nothing new to me. There was mm-hmm. no, I mean, there was a little bit of culture shock because visiting a place is very different from actually living there. Sure. Um, uh, I remember a funny story, like in my first semester in, in school, we, we had an 8am class and it was on, on a Monday and I woke up at six o'clock and, you know, I got ready. I wore, you know, I made an effort. I got my hair done. I, I wore some, I put some decent clothes on, you know? Um, I mean, that's just the Dubai girl in me. Um, that's what I usually do. I mean, I do dress up a little bit. And when I went there, I saw girls in their pajamas. Sure. <laughs> in their sweatshirts. Yep. And yep. their hair all messy. And I was just shocked. I'm like, how can they come to class looking like that? You know, <laughs> um, it was, yeah. So things like that, you know, it amused me. Sure. Um, I had a similar experience actually moving from Kentucky to California because in Kentucky, it was a bit more of a preppy environment. Now, this was back way, way back in 89 when I moved. Um, so there was a bit of a preppy kind of vibe with like um, Sebago, leather shoes, uh, khaki pants, a polo. Yeah. And then I moved to California and it's um, shorts and flip flops and tank tops to school. And I, we weren't even allowed to wear shorts or a tank top to school in Kentucky. And that was a, just a public school. So, you know, I had that kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? I had to figure out how to dress myself. Did you start showing up in sweatpants and crazy hair soon? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I couldn't. Well, I just, I became a little bit more casual, but I couldn't get to that level. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because you traveled a lot and you ended up going back to Dubai after uh, college, is that correct? I did. I, I went back. I was there for about 10 years, give or yeah. take. And was that, was that challenging moving back? I know you already had some friends, but like, was that a, rever- a reverse culture shock? It was, it was, it took me a while to get back to the whole Dubai groove. Even what though- were the challenging things? Wow. What was the challenging things? Um, I mean, it was just, it was just, I'd say the people, the people are, are different. I mean, you're dealing with different cultures in Dubai. First, first of all, Dubai is a melting pot. You get people from all over the world. Um, but I, I, I don't know, something about the United States, there's a lot of, there's, there's a sense of freedom. There's a sense of liberty. There's a sense of, not that it's not there in Dubai, but I feel like here that there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options there's a lot of openness and I feel a little bit constricted when I'm out there. Mm. Um, and that took me a while to get used to. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I just feel more at home in an open society mm-hmm. um, where, and where there's a lot of diversity. So, which is why I like it out here in the United States. And that's why I am here to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is your family still in Dubai? Yes. Everyone's out there. Okay. 
how, how do they view you? Are you like the black sheep? Like you've just gone astray. You're out in crazy Vegas, Hollywood trying to, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely the black sheep. My mom is like, she's all for it. She's like, yeah, go do what, you know, go chase your dreams, do whatever, just stay out of trouble. And my dad's, my dad is a bit more conservative and old school and he doesn't really get what I'm doing right now. So, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, one of the things that you mentioned in the beginning was the whole idea of being in proximity to people and that it's easier to make friendships that way. One of the things that I have found is that the older I get and, you know, even my wife and I as couples trying to make those other friendships post college Mm, Yeah, when you're not necessarily, and I work, um, from home. So Mm -hmm. I don't have like this office environment. All of my colleagues are scattered around the globe in terms of people that I work with. So I don't have work colleagues that I'm connecting with on a daily basis that kind of develop those friendships. And so how have you, and maybe, maybe it hasn't been a problem for you or a challenge for you. Have you found that as you get older, finding friends becomes more challenging because you don't have that proximity of going to school every day or week with each other? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think everyone can agree that once you get out of school and college, it's just so much harder to make friends. You know, it's just, as you said, it's because you, you know, you see people on a daily basis and not only that you're going to the same institution and you have so many things in common, you know, you, there's so much to talk about all those commonalities. You have, you go, you're going to the same classes, you same teachers, you can talk about homework assignments. Um, so you have something to bond over, you know, and that, and that's not always the case when you get out, unless you make friends at work. Um, I don't know how many people do that, but um but yeah, it's really hard to make friends once you get out of those those places and you have to make a concerted effort. But I mean, even now we, you know, because of social distancing, we can't really go to places and build our network like we, we used to. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't go to events. And I mean, I was planning to do that. I was planning to really build my personal and professional network by going to um, all sorts of events. That was a plan I had in mind post-graduation, but of course that didn't pan out for obvious reasons. Um, So now I think we're all, we're limited to the internet. And I think we're so lucky to have, to have this platform, to have this medium to communicate with people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, join you can join forums you can join message boards you can go on social media join the conversation that's happening there because there are a lot of conversations going on you know um so you, you i i honestly david i don't feel lonely i mean i just i can connect i have so many people that i connect with online i do zoom calls um facetime uh so i i think virtual connections they're great. I mean, of course, they're they're no substitute for for you know face to face connections. But it, I mean, that's the only choice we have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we should be grateful because you know, hundred years ago when the Spanish flu was happening, they didn't have any way to stay connected to anybody. You know, so um, 
when that pandemic was going on. So mm-hmm. I, we, we should feel really lucky to have the internet. Mm-hmm. Help, help me um, think through some options. If uh, a woman's listening now and is feeling, you know, she is feeling perhaps a bit uh, disconnected or lonely. Um, maybe there isn't that ability to connect as easily in person, as you've mentioned, what are some options in terms of either people that she already knows or possibly people that um, she'd like to get to know, like give some practical tips of what you would suggest that she could do to not wait another three, six, nine months to develop meaningful relationships and use the pandemic as an excuse. But like, what would it look like to start that now? Yeah, I mean, as I said, using video, meeting people on on video chat, um, video calls really is, I think, the best way to to kind of create that intimacy, the closest thing to creating that intimacy, Mm -hmm. an in-person meeting, but also getting creative, like trying to do different activities together. Um, A lot of long distance um, couples are doing this now or, um, you know, people are trying to do online dating. you know, they, they try to do things together. Like they'll probably watch a movie and then kind of critique it, critique it together Mm -hmm. later on, uh, read a book. Um, I mean, there are so many things you can do. Um, um, so yeah, I think just, I I would personally recommend going on, on video, video calls, because that's Mm -hmm. what's helped me the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I I think you can do outdoor activities as well if you really abide with the social distancing protocols. Mm-hmm. You know, maintain your distance from each other, and so go out, go hiking, um, and I mean, obviously take be careful while you do it. You know, wear your mask and everything. But but yeah, I I still think outdoor activities um, is is an option for those who prefer to meet in person. Mm-hmm. Um. I just, uh, when this episode comes out, I will have already released an episode on the Clubhouse app. Have you joined Clubhouse yet? Are you familiar with that app? Um, no, I'm not. It just kind of recently um, became very popular and it's only available for iPhone users right now. But um, I'd encourage you to check it out. And even those uh, listeners who are listening now that maybe didn't catch my last episode, you can check it out. Um, it is an app that basically is just audio. It's an audio chat app on your phone. There's mm-hmm. no messaging and you jump into what you could call chat rooms. They just call them rooms and they're uh, based on topics. So you can create a topic around anything you want. And there are all different categories from wellness to finances, to kids, to family, to hobbies. And you can name the room and then people will literally just jump in and you can begin to chat with them and talk voice to voice. You can't see each other. You can't message each other. It's it's tied to your profile so they can click on and learn about you on Instagram. But I've actually been developing new connections through Clubhouse just over the last couple of weeks of people that I would never meet. I I did a coaching session for a couple hours on Clubhouse the other day and was talking to a lady in India talking to a lady in Norway, talking to a late, you know, people here in the United States um, to bring some coaching. If you're not looking to provide coaching, but you're just looking to network or connect, it is an incredible app. So encourage people to, uh, to check that out. And I encourage you to check it out because I think you would love it. I really do. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for recommending that. I'll definitely check it out. I've never heard of it. Do you have an iPhone or an Android, Celine? I have an Android. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I, I, I mean, I think I can access it on my iPad. I, I have an iPad, so. I don't know if it works on iPad. Maybe it does, but. I can try. You could do an iPhone emulator. I bet you've maybe got one of those. Um, yeah. um, okay, so I'm living in the Stone Age right now. <laughs> why is that? Yeah, because I've not heard of all these um, technologies and these apps you're talking about. But um, well, it's it's pretty brand new. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. I, I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, check it. out. Okay, so I want to hear an example of a situation where you've had kind of a challenging experience with a relationship, but -hmm. you were able to kind of turn it around because there Mm -hmm. are oftentimes we all come up with challenging situations Mm -hmm. in relationships, whether it's a friend, a family member, a roommate, and you know, you can either just walk away or ignore it or push through and somehow create an actual meaningful relationship. Do you have an example in your own life of something like that? I mean, it, it used to happen constantly. I mean, I, I think all of us encounter um, triggering situations, people that trigger us. Um, but I've become better at managing that when meeting difficult people um, over the years. Um, but I noticed that one of one, a recurring pattern that I used to have was judging people based on their communication style. Mm. Um, and let me explain that a, a little bit more. Um, so certain cultures, um, they communicate in a very direct way, mm-hmm. which can come off as being really harsh. I remember this one time when I was at, um, at Gainesville, Florida, I was doing a, a, a it was a coaching workshop and I met these two ladies from Germany um, and I don't know if you've ever met Germans, but any German, but, uh, I found it difficult to communicate with them because of the way that they talked. Um, they did not mince their words. Uh, they tell you exactly what they think, no filters. Um, and this was a problem when we were doing activities together and I needed them to give me feedback. Mm. Um, and uh, I was getting offended Hmm. Uh, I was getting offended. I was like, what, what's wrong with these people? Um, but then after a few days, like this workshop was around a week, one week. And I started noticing them doing little things that were really kind and nice. They would get me a cup of water. They would get me a cookie. They would ask me how I am. Same tone of voice. Hasn't changed. Sure. And I started to think, oh my gosh, I got them all wrong. You know, they're actually really thoughtful Hmm. and considerate people. Um, So I started to realize that, you know, you should not judge people based on the way they communicate, especially if there's a linguistic difference, if there's a cultural difference. Um, So I look past that now and I really try Hmm. to see them for who they are. I give them a chance Um, and, uh, and so, so yeah, so what I'm trying to say is that seemingly challenging people can teach you a lot about yourself and you can Mm. become better in the process. I perceive them as being difficult, but Mm -hmm. then, but then 
as I dug deeper, I really saw that, you know, there was a problem in the way I was perceiving them. And that's not mm. always going to be the case. Sometimes you do meet really difficult people who give you a hard time. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. Um, but I think it's like, stay open and get curious. Like, why is this bothering me? Like, what could I be getting something wrong here? Mm-hmm. Or can they teach me? You know what I mean? Like, try to search for the kernel of wisdom because I, I found that it's usually it's there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think one of the um, phrases that helps me in situations like that is seek to understand. Right. Um, right. It's trying to understand someone else's perspective or their words or their, you know, their tone of voice, all of that. Um, yeah, that could be super helpful. Um, one last question for you. If you were to think about your own life, a meaningful relationship that you have right now, mm-hmm. what's one that comes to mind and what do you love about that person? Definitely my mom. <laughs> my mom. My I, I I know it's it's so cliche, but you know, she's what I love about my mom is that she's more than just a mom. She's my best friend. Like I can tell her anything and I don't have to worry about being judged. Um, and even if she can't give me advice, she holds space for me. You know, the other day I had some, I was going through something and I was, you know, I needed, I needed to vent. Let's just put it that way. And, 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 and she just listened and she was, you know, she didn't, she didn't say anything. And then she's like, Oh, I understand. And that was enough. That was Mm. enough. That was so, so just being around her is very therapeutic. Um, She has, she genuinely has a very maternal instinct uh, and she's very nurturing. Um, And that, I think that's what I look for in all my relationships. You know, I ask myself, especially if I want to commit, if I want a commitment and I want to really get close to them. The first thing I want to know is, can I trust this person and do they have my back? Will they have my back? Um, Because that's not always the case. People are not always consistent in the way they treat you and their behavior. And for whatever reason, I'm not going to judge them, but if I want to get close to you and if I, even if it's in a professional sense, like if we're going to become business partners, I want to know that you're going to deliver and you're going to stay true to your commitment. So I think um, finding really, if you have relationships like that, really hold on to them. Like they're rare. They're absolutely rare. So yeah, I mean, definitely my mom, she's my rock for sure. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, people can uh, check out your website, uh, which is thedreamcatch.com, which yeah. you uh, post uh, articles on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. you've got the Dreamcatcher podcast. And also, you've got an ebook called The Fast Track Guide to Creating Your Dream Life, which is available at thedreamcatch.com. Tell me more about that ebook and why, um, how somebody would benefit from reading that. Right. I mean, you know, when you hear the title, it might seem like a really tall order. So what I'm basically offering is like a template of the basic steps that you can take to um, just the initial steps you need to take to begin building those tracks that will take you towards um, whatever goal or vision that you have in mind. So I just, it's a book filled with tools and exercises and uh, reflective questions that you can ask yourself. Um, and those who have downloaded has, they've got a lot from it. So I definitely recommend 
checking it out. It's free. Um, and I also want to mention my my book, Beauty Redefined, since a lot of your audience, most of your audience are female. Um, they might find uh, some value in that, you know, especially even if they, you know, they could even give gift it to their their daughter or, you know, their any other female member members of their family or friends uh who is struggling with body image issues or who needs just needs a boost of confidence um i think they'll find a lot of value in that book um they can download a free chapter of the book at beautyredefinedbook.com awesome celine thanks for being with us today and sharing about relationships and how we can cultivate those during this crazy time yes Uh, Yeah, I think uh, you've shared some good nuggets of wisdom and I appreciate it. Thank you so much, dude. I, I love talking to you again. Thank you. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're gonna grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949-401-6090. That's 949 949- 401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity. Mm-hmm.